welcome to the Everything RVC Podcast. I am David Costello, joined by Amanda Keeper. Hello. Hello. And uh, today's guest is a former student of yours, I understand. Yes, I'm so excited to have Amber on the podcast. Welcome, Amber. Hi, thank you so much. You're welcome. So Amber Zellhart, right? I pronounced that correctly. Yes, ma'am. Yes, want to make sure. I always want to make sure. Do you have yeah. this? Do any of you have this thing where you don't want to mispronounce someone? Yeah, but it happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I always envy those people on graduation ceremony oh, days. <laughs> and they get a, they do get a few wrong. They have to get a few wrong. They have but, to get a few wrong. Yeah. But anyway, Amber, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. We're going to jump right in. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know we always start with your RVC story. So we would love to hear about your RVC story, how you ended up here, and what your experience was like on campus. All righty. Well... I will just jump right into it. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Amber. I'm currently a senior at the University of Wisconsin River Falls, but I had transferred in with my associates in science um, that I grabbed from Rock Valley. And, whoa, my journey at Rock Valley started, I believe, in 2016. Um, I was living in the Philippines for 10 years, and... um, I was doing two years of nursing back in the Philippines and my family, they were in Roscoe, Illinois. And at some point in my life in 2016, I just decided to move to Roscoe with them. Hmm. And at that point it sounded like, it just sounded like it was going to be so easy. My mom was like, just grab all your transcripts and move to Rockford, move to Roscoe. And you can just go to Rock Valley for a little bit and just figure it out. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So <laughs> I'm just this 19-year-old <laughs> who has never, like, the last time I was in America was probably when I was eight years old. Hmm. And so I just thought, you know, oh, it's a lot of Americans and it's, it's just bigger and it'll be okay. But then I get here and, like, I brought my transcripts over to to Rock Valley and I'm like whoa like it, this is just like a bigger school like I was going to a university um it was one of like the best nursing universities in the Philippines and like Rock Valley which was like a community college which like community college isn't even a thing in the Philippines so I didn't even know what the difference was with, between like community college and actual like university uh-huh. and it was just college to me, you know and I walked to Rock Valley and I'm like this is beautiful I love this uh-huh. oh my god and like I was working my first job and I'm like stoked. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm starting at Rock Valley in the fall. And they're like, why are you so excited? I'm like, what do you mean? Like Mm -hmm, (laughs) I'm going mm -hmm. to college in America. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, my transfer to Rock Valley was super smooth. And I honestly want to thank um, personally the academic advisor. I think her name was also Amanda. Amanda but Zika? She was, what's that? Was it Amanda Zika or Amanda Lonsway? I, it was uh, Lonsway, okay. I believe. Okay. Yeah. So Amanda, she was just, I told her my whole story. And this was all over the phone, too, because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing back then. But um, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've taken chemistry in the Philippines, but it seems to me like I have to take it again. And she's like, nope, we're going to make sure that, like, 
we fix that and you don't have to retake classes. And I'm like, you are the best. And this is all just over a phone call. Uh And so she gets like tons of my credits transferred over and like Hmm. things just, so like, I don't have to retake classes that I had already taken. Right. I love that you bring that up because the the people in that office do such great work making sure that you get your syllabi from your university in the Philippines, making sure we compare it to our syllabi so that you don't have to retake things that you've already done. Yes. And so that's what like, that was definitely like a resource that I think is super underrated. Mm -hmm. Mm Because like in my case, if it wasn't for her, I would have had to take so many credits. And that would have just been like, super discouraging after having done it for two years already Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. how are classes different how are classes different from the philippines to american classes like are are the amount of students similar is the way they teach similar or does it feel very different it definitely felt super different because when i was at rock valley i got to pick my classes but i got to pick like what section i fell under that um Basically, I could essentially like pick my schedule. When I was in the Philippines, they would give you a schedule and they'd be like, all right, you're going to school from 7 to 5, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. You're going to go to math for this first, basically like uh, high school, I guess. Sure. sure. Um, But just like more advanced classes. Right. And so it was different for me because I was able to register, number one, register for my own classes like on my own. So in the Philippines, I would just like give them my money. And they're like, all right, here's your class schedule. (laughs) Um, And then when I got to Rock Valley, um, they taught me how to register myself like online and add everything to my shopping cart, essentially, I guess, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. plan my own schedule. Another thing would have to be like technology for sure. Like back in the Philippines, we still had a white chalkboard and we'd take notes on our notebooks Mm -hmm. and all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. But like at Rock Valley... I was just mind blown because like everyone had already transitioned to using PowerPoint presentations. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think I had like microbiology with uh, Professor Nagy and like we were doing our lab experiments and I'm like, this is insane. Like this is so hands-on. Like we didn't do that in the Philippines. And like, mm-hmm. I felt like that first semester was definitely a learning curve for me. Not really because of like, the difficulties of the courses themselves but just because like I was so mind blown with the advancement in like technology and like how we were teaching I guess in America so that's so interesting to know and to hear you talk with such gratitude about the resources and the applied methodologies that the teachers use is really comforting because I know that's something that's that faculty members really strive for here so you right. get so you get here and you start going toward again the nursing degree, right? Yes, I was. And so, what was the nursing program like for you? What was your experience like at RVC? So, oh my gosh, wow, this is it's really fun to think about because this was actually a few years ago. Um, but I uh, had come in with the whole intention of going for nursing. Cause I was already doing nursing for two years in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'll just continue. And like I said, Amanda was super helpful with like the whole process. She's like, you're going to have to take these classes and then you're going to have to apply for the nursing program. And then, um, this is also very cool because that's when the new building had actually opened up. Okay. So I think I was one of the first people to like actually take advantage of that new building. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the process itself was super easy and I just made sure that like I took all the prereqs to get into the program and I talked to the right people like within the program and asked all my questions and when I didn't have the answers I would go back to the advisors or I would go back to just the resources that like RVC provided Mm -hmm. and it just didn't really seem like it was a stressful thing at the time just because I had all those resources right and um so then I started my first semester finally in the nursing program and it was it was really great but at the same time um I nothing against the nursing program at all but I think at that point in my life I was already because I started my college journey at 16 and I feel like no one really knows what they want to do when they're 16 years old. Right. And so I just picked whatever my mom encouraged me to do. Sure. And she's just that pr- traditional Filipino lady. And she's like, well, you're going to be in med- you're going to go to med school. You're going to be a doctor. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we started off with nursing and at 16, I thought that was a great idea. But at this point I was already 19. I had moved from another country to America. I knew a little bit more about myself and mm-hmm. like, my passions and what made me happy. And I think one day I woke up and I was like, nursing is incredible. And everyone who does it is incredible. And like, kudos to them. But like, it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because like, nursing was hard at all. Like I was getting great grades, but I just wasn't like happy doing it. And I think that's where it was like a turning point in my life, because I realized that like what I was doing wasn't really my passion. And I didn't want to wake up every day, like not happy with what I was doing. That's amazing. And it's great that you recognized that because a lot of people do not, especially at that age, like you said. Um, So what did you decide to shift gears into? So at that point, it was really scary at first because I never had a backup plan. And like my whole life or like my whole college career was just you're doing nursing or you're doing nothing. And it was really scary at that moment but at the same time I was like it's going to be okay and my parents were super supportive and the people around me were super supportive with my decision so I took about I'm not going to say a gap year because it was just really one semester that I didn't continue just need I just needed to like clear my mind but I still didn't quite know what I wanted to do so I just decided well I only need like one more semester's worth of credits to get my associates in science so let's just do it so I go back and I talk to Amanda again. <laughs> and like big shout out to Amanda. But um, I talk to Amanda again and I'm like, well, I'm not doing nursing, but I just still want to finish at Rock Valley and get my associates in science. So she helps me and she guides me through the way. And um, after one semester, I ended up graduating my associates in science and I graduated cum laude, which was like incredible to me because back in the Philippines, I didn't really care about school. I would just show up and (laughs) actually graduating with like cum laude made my mom cry. And I'm Mm. like, Oh my gosh, like I have purpose, especially after changing majors and everything. They thought I was a disappointment, but (laughs) 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 I, I don't know how my parents did it. I was going through so much, but um, with that being said, I was looking into um, health and wellness degrees. So I still wanted to stay within the medical field, but Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to be like in a hospital. So then I started like thinking, all right, um, I want to help people and I want people to be healthy. And I myself just enjoy being healthy. And so I started looking into like health and wellness or like exercise and sports science, kinesiology, all that good stuff. 
And uh, one day I was like at work and I'm Googling and I'm like, well, what are the best health and wellness majors out there and uh, best places that offer it? And UW River Falls is like Hmm. in the middle of nowhere (laughs) and it's four and a half hours away from home. But I thought it was perfect because I'm like, well, it's far enough where I am not really close to home, but it's close enough where I can come home for a weekend. So I looked into it and they have um, an incredible bachelor in science, health and human performance um, degree that they offer. And I applied and I just, I don't know, I've just been so happy here because they weren't, um, they were just so easygoing when it came to the whole transfer process, not just with my associates in science, but also with like my international stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. And I'm grateful for that. So what kinds of classes, what kind of coursework are you doing now? So if someone were interested listening in a similar career path, what would they be learning? Absolutely. So we do a lot of hands-on stuff with the body and it's kind of, funny because when I tell people, oh, I'm studying health and human performance uh, with this emphasis in exercise and sports science, they're like, oh, you want to be a personal trainer? I'm like, no, like (laughs) you can take a class for that online and you don't have to go to a four-year college to do that. But it's really funny because like you can do so much with this degree. Um, I have classmates who are taking this as their uh, pre-physical therapy um, course or they are going into occupational therapy or some people are even going into med school or like, um, mm-hmm. what's that called? Uh, or PA school afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there's so much that you can do with this degree just because it is a bachelor in science degree. Um, and I know some people who are even going to go into like athletic training and like okay. sports mm-hmm. conditioning and stuff like that. I personally, um, when I started off here at my journey at, uh, River Falls. And I was just, I don't know, I just wanted to get into learning about health and wellness. I didn't quite know what I was going to do next. But after a year of being in the program, I kind of started falling in love with like sports marketing and uh, the business side of health and wellness, because you don't really like see that side as much or it's not really talked about and I just really fell in love with marketing so Mm. I started exploring the sports marketing aspect of it and working with like sports teams and how they uh like it's kind of crazy sometimes because like you see uh NFL or you see like uh Fitbit and like you see Mm -hmm. how they're so successful but they wouldn't be they wouldn't be so successful if it wasn't for their marketing like Mm what you see on the television, I guess. And I feel like the people who do all that creative work aren't really credited for. <laughs> so I just wanted to explore that. And that's the route that I'm going and I'm loving it so far. Wow. I just love the journey that you've been on and how you have taken so many twists and turns, but you are giving yourself grace and you have patience and you are being thoughtful and mindful enough to say, hey, I'm taking a semester off. And at the same time, it wasn't for a lack of skill or competence. You were getting A's and B's in all of your classes. It sounds like A's. And <laughs> you, you just had at that young age, you just had that self-awareness to know this is not the right direction for me. Yes. And I think that's so important to know because like we're we're expected to know so much about ourselves at such a young age and we're expected to know what's going to happen next but 
it puts so much pressure on ourselves and it just we start to become very anxious because we feel like we have so much weight on our shoulders and we have our parents that are waiting for our decisions and like Mm -hmm. everyone else around us Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's okay to just sit down and realize you don't have all the answers like right away like it's okay to just live in the moment and just be grateful for what's in front of us Mm -hmm. and do the things that we enjoy and that we are passionate about and then just let life take its journey and that's what I've essentially been doing like I never really had the answers and I never really knew what was next but I always took advantage of the resources that were in front of me and I always just asked questions to other people and just kind of networked and asked them like what like the people that I look up to I I asked them I'm like what are what are some things that like you could have done years ago or what would you tell your 18-year-old self? And I always ask mm-hmm. them that because mm-hmm. it's just such a great way to like get some insight and different perspective on other people. And you realize that other people who you look up to, they've been through the same struggle or a similar struggle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like nothing really great comes easy, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are a very wise young lady. I was going to say, yeah, that's, the <laughs> word, that's the word I was searching for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a very healthy outlook too. On, yeah. I'm on looking things. at, oh, you love health and wellness and you have a very healthy mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I think you're absolutely in the right field. I'm, I'm fascinated by your story because I have a 14 year old, as you know, at home, um, mm-hmm. who's a big sports guy. And I'm always wondering what kind of field he'll go into. And this idea of sports marketing, um, could be maybe a, an interesting option. Have you had those classes yet? And if so, can you give me an example of one of the assignments that you really enjoyed? Oh, yeah, for sure. I've definitely taken a sports management class. And it was sort of a bummer because this kind of happened right when COVID was starting. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to go to the Timber a Timberwolves game in Minnesota. And we were going to like sort of essentially plan um, what an ideal basketball game would look like or all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was going to be a really fun field trip, but that never happened. But instead we ended up doing a project where uh, I'm trying to think of it. Cause this was like a couple semesters ago, but we did a project where we created our own like sports stadium kind of, or like a health and wellness stadium. Mm-hmm. And it asked like the assignment was, what like what would it look like what kind of um amenities would it have how would it be beneficial to the people how would it make money just what kind of designs would you go for like how would it attract people and it just really got us thinking because like i don't know if you guys have uh seen north point in uh rockton illinois but i, I used to go to mm-hmm. yeah but i used to go to north point And I really love that facility because they have a pool and they have a sauna and then they have their group fitness classes and they have their gym. And that kind of inspired me for my assignment because I'm like, all right, that's sort of a wellness um, facility that I am familiar with, but how can I make that better? So yeah, I ended up uh, sort of using that as my inspiration. And that was just one of the many assignments that we had, but 
That sounds really cool because it, it taps into so many different skill sets. I mean, you're describing architecture, like the use of space and how people would, how and why people would want to stay in an event and how you would market it and how you would make money. I mean, there's so many different aspects that you just described there that it seems like someone who majored in that would have lots of opportunities to dabble in different areas of the same um, right. business plan, you know? Absolutely. And it just like unleashes a lot of creativity as well. Mm -hmm, and I think mm -hmm. that's why I really wanted to dive into that side of marketing and sports marketing, because um, when I was in the Philippines, we didn't have like a Michaels or that arts and crafts section of a Walmart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I just, I just didn't really have that childhood that I wanted to explore. And then I moved here and I had access to Michael's and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could do all these mm -hmm. DIY projects. But here I am like mm -hmm. 19, 20 years old and I have like responsibilities. So I couldn't really explore it as much as I wanted to. And so instead I played around with like digital marketing and like being creative um, on the laptop since that's like what's, what's in nowadays. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a really good way to touch with your creative side. Have you done any internships or anything like that that's related to the field? Absolutely. So for my first internship, I ended up um, being a marketing intern for a local gym in town here in River Falls. And this was for my, um, my first semester at River Falls. So this is really new to me and I still didn't quite know like how creative I can go, but I, des I helped design a logo for them for their gym, and then I made some hype videos for the gym as well. And this was only like a one-credit internship, so I didn't really get to explore as much. But the semester after that, um, I really wanted to learn more about marketing in general and not just sports marketing because I feel like if you know how uh, – because I'm not a marketing major, and I never took any marketing classes, so I thought it would be very useful to just get into a marketing internship and learn all of the uh, things that need to be known mm -hmm. because then I could use that and I could go to uh, a sports team or a health and wellness center and say, hey, um, I have this degree in health and wellness and I have this experience in marketing. Mm -hmm. Let's put it all as yeah. one and not just keep my uh, focus closed on just sports marketing. So mm -hmm. for the semester after that, it was um, last year. Uh, the fall of last year, yes, I interned with Amazon Prime Student. And this is really fun because I was the uh, campus manager for Amazon Prime Student at UW-River Falls. And there I hosted events, but they were virtual events, unfortunately, because of COVID. I hosted events that just highlighted the benefits of Amazon Prime Student. And we were doing all these giveaways and freebies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it was, just, it was really fun because I got to like meet uh, other students on campus but it was also fun because I got to meet other students from like other campuses as well because they were doing the same program and that's definitely an experience that I'm grateful for because it's like you don't every day get to say that you had an internship with Amazon Prime students so that was really cool <laughs> yeah very cool so if you had your dream job what would the setting be like where would you what kind of environment, what work environment would you be in? Ooh. So I don't really have a set company in mind. And maybe this is because I have that 
entrepreneurial like spirit in me that maybe one day I'll build that company. Mm -hmm. But if I was to picture myself in like a dream environment, I'd definitely be working like for maybe Nike or like Adidas or Mm -hmm. Fitbit and create their uh, creative commercials and the things that you see um, on TV or in the commercials that you see um, uh, on YouTube and just kind of do all the creative sides of it and uh, do their branding and just get in touch with not just that, but also the health and wellness aspect of it as well within the company team. So I'm sure we can all understand that like it can be stressful at the workplace and like mental health and physical health is so important. So like even just encouraging like yoga breaks or just like deep breather breaks Mm -hmm. and meditations and stuff like that, even like once a week, just so we can all like have a breather. I feel like that's super underrated in the workplace because you go to work Monday to Friday and you're just always on the hustle, always on the grind. Mm -hmm. But it would be so beneficial if we just like set aside an hour, maybe like once a week to just all do like a group stretch. (laughs) It sounds like really unheard of, but I feel like it's just something that you can, I think it would be very beneficial to the workplace and not just for like the company as a whole, but for that individual as well. Because if you're healthy as one, then you can bring so much to the team. I'm assuming you must be somewhat athletic yourself. Are you, (laughs) were you you into sports or do you do things now to, you know, to be athletic or do do you run, do you work out? Um, So when I was growing up in the Philippines, I played basketball over there. And I think it's really funny to think about because over there I was considered tall. So since you're not looking at me at the moment, I'm only like five one or five two on a good day. Okay. And over there, I was really tall <laughs> compared to everyone else. So I played center um, in basketball, and it was my job was to rebound the ball and to just be taller than everyone and shoot around. <laughs> and <laughs> mm-hmm. I moved to America, and I'm like, <laughs> wait a little. minute, yeah. <laughs> what are you people eating over here? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm just like, all right, so last semester, two semesters ago before COVID, um, I just joined like an intramural basketball team. And I just, out of, just, just out of experience, I go straight to the area where I'm used to, where I rebound the ball. Sure, sure, yeah. And these like big kids are all around me, probably about to elbow me trying to get this ball. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am not cut out for this. But to answer your question, I did play basketball for 10 years in the Philippines, but I feel like that was a completely different experience there. Yeah. (laughs) Did you play intramurals at Rock Valley? um, I didn't actually. I think when I was at Rock Valley, I focused more on just getting back to like the act academic side and Mm. really like getting in tune with like my books because like I said earlier I didn't take any of that seriously when I was in the Philippines and so when I was at Rock Valley like my goal was to just um actually learn and value the education and then um boost my GPA and realize what I was capable of and so now After transferring from Rock Valley, I realized, all right, well, I can't have a work-life balance or have Mm -hmm. a social life. So then I was able to explore that. But that, I guess, that's one of my regrets for sure, because that could have been really fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it seems like you keep every door open. Um, one of my mentors once said that good advice is to choose the option that gives you more options. And you're giving yourself so many options with this career path that you've designed. You have designed a career path in health and human performance with health and wellness, but a sports marketing niche, but you also keep yourself open to entrepreneurial <laughs> ventures. Um, you, you love the idea of creative commercials and logos. I mean, you have such an open mind to learning all these different skill sets. It's just going to be mm -hmm. uh, a recipe for, for a beautiful candidate for, for any company that, that gets the pleasure to interview you. Oh, thank you. I actually, right when you were like saying all of that stuff, the first thing that came to my mind was just oh, being open-minded. Mm -hmm. Like, and you mm -hmm. said that, so it, was, <laughs> it worked well. But um, yes, I think that that's something that's very important just in my lifestyle in general. I, you got to be open-minded and you have to explore all the possibilities and say yes to every, every opportunity out there because you can learn from that experience. I feel like I know so many people who study a certain major and go into some degree and they just kind of stick within that field but they don't get to explore the things that really make them happy or get to have hobbies like outside of that field mm -hmm. and you're just missing out on so much growth yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I think you've set yourself up nicely mm -hmm. to uh, to have a fulfilling career, whatever path you end up going down. So, no doubt. I appreciate. That. I'm excited Thank to you. I'm excited to watch how this uh, how this plays out. Speaking of me watching it um, on social media, I've been watching that you are doing a challenge right now. Do you want to tell the listeners about <laughs> oh, that? Oh, what's that? I am. Oh my goodness! Yes. So I posted my YouTube video about that last night. Um, I'm currently doing this challenge called 75 Hard. Um, it was created by Andy Frisella. And for those who don't know him, he is the creator and founder of a supplement company called First Form. And this challenge just started, I believe, maybe two years ago. But um, I just heard about it on TikTok one day. And I thought it was like absolutely crazy when I came across it. Hmm. Because there are just a very simple set of rules, but they're also kind of complicated. Um, so one of the rules is you need to drink a gallon of water per day. Uh, the second is you need to work out twice a day. Each workout has to be 45 minutes long, and one of them has to be outside. Like, no matter what, the other has to be outside. And then the third one is you need to stick to a diet or a meal plan. You get to pick it. Mm -hmm. um, I essentially just pick uh, eating clean and reducing my added sugars and just basically eating whole foods. Um, the fourth one is uh, take a progress picture each day. And then the fifth one is read 10 pages of a self-development book. Mm -hmm. And you need to do this for 75 days. And if you miss one of those, then you have to start over back to day one. Oh, man. I know. And <laughs> <laughs> who has time for this? <laughs> how, many, how many days funny. are you in? I am now on my second attempt because I failed my first attempt. <laughs> well, quote unquote failed. But so I tried my first attempt January 1st. Um, it was basically like a great way to start my year. Just <laughs> put myself through torture. <laughs> right. But um, I went 75, I went 17 days for my first attempt. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I ended up breaking the rule because I was in North Carolina and I really had to try this. Hmm. thing called Bojangles. It's like <laughs> another KFC sort of thing. Okay. okay. 
Amanda, you were just in North Carolina, so I'm sure you know I, what I was talking oh about. Oh my gosh, that's why I'm dying laughing. You, okay, so you it was lost me. it for Bojangles? Yeah. I lost it for Bojangles. And honestly, I thought to myself, well, I didn't realize it until I took a bite of the chicken tender. Because I'm like, well, this is just chicken and potatoes. Right. But right. then I take a bite and I'm like, wait, this is fast food. Like, this is yeah. a challenge. So, yeah, I definitely lost my first attempt to Oof, Bojangles. Yeah. And it's so hard when you're on a road trip because especially when you're drinking a gallon of water a day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, like, yeah. we were stopping for mm-hmm. potty uh, breaks, huh? like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. all over the place. Definitely. I tried that, and too. I have the, the big jug, and it has, like, the time, you know, the time <laughs> markers on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you should be drinking it. It's like, it's a lot of water yeah. to drink. And, yeah, you're just... Although it does force you to walk a lot because I'm walking back and forth to the bathroom all day. <laughs> You're really getting your steps in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. But, so what day are you um, on now? So now I'm on day, well, today, as of today, I'm on day 35 um, okay. of my second attempt. Ooh, almost and halfway there. I'm almost halfway there. It's incredible. And I don't know how bad it got in Illinois, <laughs> but like here in Wisconsin, that one week where there was like, it felt like a polar vortex. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Uh, our high was probably like negative six yeah. and our lows were like ni- negative 20 or yeah. negative 30. Yeah. And that week was brutal for our outdoor workouts, but we pulled through and I don't think I described the challenge. So essentially this challenge is a mental toughness challenge. It's trying to allow you to realize the things that you were capable of. Cause I feel like nowadays we just come up with so many excuses like, Oh, I don't have time to work out or Oh, Oh, eating healthy is like not convenient. And so this is basically a challenge that allows you to like not listen to the excuses and just get up and do it. Mm. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to do this challenge, I mean, it's just 75 days of my life. Like, it's not like I'm dedicating a whole year or anything like that. And I have no regrets so far. Today's day 35 and just going outside is just very fulfilling because you get to get that sun in you and you can mm-hmm. breathe fresh air and mm-hmm. it's a nice little break from reality mm-hmm. and you said you feel better than ever oh my goodness yes I definitely feel better than ever I'm sleeping like a baby mm-hmm. um I have so much more energy just because I'm I think now I'm eating a lot more of my fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. I never even used to look at them <laughs> <laughs> and you've lost weight I've lost yes I've lost about 17 pounds Jeez. and I always like even in that video that I posted last night, I try to emphasize that it definitely isn't a weight loss challenge. Like it's not something that you should do if you just have the intention of losing weight. Right. Right. But um, with that being said, like, yes, it's the main like idea of this challenge is mental toughness. Mm-hmm. But you're mm-hmm. obviously going to lose weight from it because right. you're working out twice a day and because you're eating better. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's really helped my relationship with food as well because I never used to have that like mm-hmm. sense of self control. Mm-hmm. So I used to like if I was still if I was full, but a brownie was right in front of me, I would <laughs> I would go ham and still eat like Ooh, me too. two or three yeah. of the brownies. Yeah. So right. Right. <laughs> now at least I can say I can have that moderation when I'm done with the challenge and I'll know how to say no. Yeah, you'll know the consequences of the lack of impulse control. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we're gonna put your sure. your uh, we're gonna put your mental toughness uh, to the test here. I don't know if you've listened to any of our show, but we have a, uh, a seg- segment, a fun part on here where we have. If you were here in person, you would draw the questions out of the bag on your own. We have a bag of questions. Oh, no. They're random <laughs> questions. Uh, some of them will make you think. Some of them are just kind of fun, but they're they're random. So I will pull it out for you since you're not here. How many are there? So we one? normally do two of these, mm-hmm. and then Amanda has one that she calls we call the campfire question. Mm-hmm. That you're sitting around the campfire, and somebody asks you this, so she'll spring that on you after we do these two questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> brace yourself. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. So this first question, among your friends or family, what are you most famous for? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I All right. This is going to sound kind of obnoxious. I don't know. But um, definitely among my friends and family, I have most famous for being quote-unquote too happy (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know that's the first thing that came to mind because like when i was back at home in illinois i'd wake up at seven in the morning and i'd just be all ready and energized and ready to conquer the day Mm -hmm. and my dad would just look at me and he's like are you on crack (laughs) are we allowed to say that on the podcast you are you are now did you did you feel that way in the philippines too um, the thing is, in, over there, I wasn't around my family as much, and I was just so consumed in school. Okay. So I never really got to explore that sort of happy side of me. I mean, I was happy, but, like, I wasn't the happy self I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and- yeah, my dad would just be like, why are you so happy? Like, <laughs> just chill out. <laughs> You're like, yeah. look at your surroundings. You've got Michaels. You've got Rock Valley yeah. College. <laughs> Right, look, at right. your, look at your resources, Dad. Oh, my gosh. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I and even it. until this day, like, I opened. So I work at our uh, Falcon Center. Our Falcon Center is, like, the university gym here at uh, my university. And mm-hmm. I opened yesterday at 645 in the morning. And I walk right in and I say, hey, good morning, coworker. And she's like, Amber, it's, like, 7 in the morning. Like, what is wrong with you? I'm just like, I, I'm just loving life. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, your energy. Me too. Yeah. All right. Question number th- question number two. What's the best single day on the calendar? Ooh. Hmm. Best single day on the calendar. Does it like is it a holiday or it's what, any day. It's, it's, it's any you. day. Yeah. It's your it's the it's your favorite day of the year. <laughs> September sixteenth, nineteen ninety-seven, is the wonderful day I was born. There you go. <laughs> I would have I said my birthday. Thing. Yep. Well, you had a birthday recently, then. Happy birthday. Yeah. You said February, okay. right? Yeah. No, September. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard. I don't know why. Did I you heard. say September? Uh, yeah, September. 16th. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. But that's okay with COVID times. I mean, it feels like that was just yesterday. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate it. Right. All right. So uh, we're sitting around the campfire and we're just dreaming about the future. Fire's crackling. We have our campfire mugs. And I look at you and I say, Amber, you've made it. You can finally open a company of your own. You are an entrepreneur. You've been successful. What is the company? Oh, whoa. That's 
<laughs> that's definitely something that I still think about till this day because I, ooh, <laughs> Amanda, <laughs> when you're at the campfire, we're eating s'mores. Like, <laughs> you have time. You have time to think about this, right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, honestly, to be like, I won't have a concrete answer for you right now, but my goal for whatever company I open in the future, I just want to help people yeah. and I want people to be like, to just feel better about themselves and to have a positive outlook of life and just love life and see it, I guess, the way that I do, or maybe even better. Um, there are just so many people who are sad and anxious and lost, and I can feel for them because I've definitely been in those times. I've had like a really depressive state in my life, but I was able, I'm grateful that I was able to pull myself out of there and I was able to have an amazing support system around me. And I just want to have a company one day that can be the same for other people, mm -hmm. um, especially with technology nowadays. I feel like I see so many kids on TikTok and Instagram and then they see what they think perfect is. They see like other yes. people who just have these beautiful bodies or like beautiful skin. And then they start to look in the mirror and they judge themselves. And they're like, why do I look this way? And I just kind of want to look at them and be like, you are beautiful the way you are. Like, please don't compare yourself to this person. And that's like what scares me most because I, I'm also a server at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And um, I see 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, like even like five-year-olds just on their phone. Sure. And I don't remember, like when I was a kid... I think my first, I got my first phone when I was like 15, mm -hmm. but like now, like everyone just has access to like the internet mm -hmm. and it, the internet is a wonderful place, but it's also a very scary place. Yep. Yeah. So, well, I, I think, think that's yeah. it for sure. <laughs> well, I think it was a beautiful answer and, and in a podcast that I work on, it's about innovation and creation of entrepreneurial ideas. And one thing we know for sure is that the best entrepreneurs always have a problem that they're trying to solve. And the problem, mm -hmm. you just identified the problem perfectly, the problem that keeps you up at night, the problem that you're so passionate about, and that is people that are anxious, people that are in a depressive state. And mm -hmm. as long as you know what problem you're trying to solve, all those details can come later. And, and I'm so excited to watch your journey unfold. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> I can't say it any better than that, but I will say that uh, it's been uh, a real pleasure to have you on here because um, a lot of the people we have on here I know in some way before we have them on, but um, I didn't know anything about you, and I'm just very, <laughs> uh, very impressed with you. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. really, really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it too. Thank you. No, I had so much fun. And I think that I was most excited to be on the show because I wanted to like use my voice to inspire other people at RVC because I know, I know so many people at RVC who are just like, Oh, I'm just at a community college. Like I just want to get this over with, but mm -hmm. like they didn't get to see it the way that I did. And I want them to, because yeah. like, I'm so grateful now that I'm at um, river falls that I did go to community college. I saved so much money doing that and I like learned such a great amount of education as well like mm -hmm. it's not like I learned anything less so it's helped me so much in my uh university career that's for sure well that's exactly why we do this podcast is for people like you to share your story and you shared it beautifully so thank you so much have a wonderful <laughs> week and uh have a good weekend and I'll keep up with you on social media 
Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And you good luck getting to day 75, all right? <laughs> That's oh. right. I'll all right. see you at the finish line. Okay. There you go. All right. Thanks, Amber. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. She was amazing. Amazing. She uh, here's the one word that that leaps to mind: dynamo. That's all right. I could kept all I kept right. thinking was she's a dynamo. I loved her energy, yeah. Um, her attitude, yeah. For her age, you know, to have that, like you said, that self awareness and the way she shifted gears and on uh, her um, career change and all that. So yeah, yeah. A level of wisdom and self-awareness that doesn't come until later in life for so many people. Mm-hmm. I think myself included. And what a an inspiration to so many people to give them permission to say, hey, you don't have to have it figured out at 16, 17, 18 years old. You, you can go one path and you can take a left turn and a right turn. And then mm-hmm. maybe you can merge these paths into a path that is a definition of yourself that is much more aligned to who you are and, and what you are passionate about. Um, I, I wrote down so many notes of things that she said. I think mm-hmm. she's going to be just a star uh, in everything that she does. Yeah, she's somebody we're going to have to keep tabs on and catch mm-hmm. up with no doubt. later yes. and tell that story again. Yeah, five like. years, ten mm-hmm. years. Okay, what are you doing now? Okay, w- let's be at the ribbon cu- uh, uh, yeah. cutting of the opening of your new business. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> curious to see if she comes back here, you know, if mm-hmm. she's still tied to Roscoe, Rock, Rockford area, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. if she comes back here or if she stays up in Wisconsin or, yeah. or what. But either way, we will have our eye on her. So Yeah, you're a star, Amber. Thank you. What a pleasure. So yeah, thanks for thanks for suggesting she come on. That was a good one. Thank so you. let's keep the alums coming. So if you're out there and you are an alum of Rock Valley College, we want to hear your story as well. So thank you to Amber. This has Hi. been another episode of Everything RBC with David and Amanda. Have a wonderful day.